Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. Welcome to episode 10 of the Commissioner Corner Podcast here on the Cruise Control Podcast Network. I'm joined by my partner in crime, Mr. BG, a.k.a. Brian Gardenhire. It's your boy BG, Miss Elias Express. I'm here, second part of the Commissioner's Corner. Pleasure to be here. Looking forward to a great show, man. We have somebody iconic, one of New York's own, New York's, you know, born and raised. So this this is going to be great, man, for the culture. Um, yeah. Claxton. Yes, sir. So just a couple of things before we get speedy on. Um, we want to just give a moment of silence to two people that passed away in our, in our basketball community. One happens to be uh, a young youth by the name of Jojo. I know you I know you know him well, BG. Yeah. And uh, also Sekou Smith in the NBA, uh, who's touched so many lives on the mic and, and, and helped out so many athletes and, uh, you know, represented our community well. So I just want to give a quick moment of silence to those two people that passed away. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Uh, before we get speedy on, I just want to make sure everybody out there listening, if you have not already, please subscribe to our channels to watch our Commission Corner podcast, as well as support the Cruise Control Podcast Network on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, and as well as YouTube. Um, BG, let's bring him on. The one and only, Speedy Claxon. What's good, Speedy? Coach, yeah, everything? I'm sorry, coach, coach, coach. Coach, coach. 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 <laughs> coach. Me on, man. Looking forward to it. It's a pleasure, man. So I know we got a lot to get to. Uh, I'm going to let BG start it off, and uh, we'll, let's have some fun. Speedy, what's going on, brother? First and foremost, man, again, just very, very um proud moment to be on here with you as you paid the way and, and done so much for basketball, uh, not only in New York City, but um, just around all, all throughout the country. So it's, it's just an honor and a privilege uh, to have you here with us to share some jewels and some knowledge that you've had um, along the way. Um, so we just want to um, first get into it, just like kind of what age did you um, start playing ball, like seriously organized? And um, who, who were some of your influence, influencers and, and role models um, when you first started touching the basketball, being you know from Queens and everything like that? Well, I started playing when I was around 10 years old. Um, mm. Grew up in East Elmhurst. Queen Queens, uh, and it started out with me just kind of being around my sister who was a cheerleader for St. Gabriel's. Okay, and then you know there was a couple, there was a bunch of kids on down the other end playing basketball. So I was like, you know, I told him, asked my sister, can I just go down there and play with them rather than sit sit her sit there and watch a cheerleader. Right, took a liking to it, and then all of a sudden it got good at it. Uh, some of my mentors growing up, who was also from that area, was Derek Phelps, um, who also went to Christ the King. You know, that's that's all I heard growing up was Derek D. Phelps, D. Phelps, D. Phelps. So I definitely <laughs> wanted to to be like him and for that same community to, to be talking about me like that one day. Mm-hmm. So, okay, Joe. Um, Speedy, you um, went to Christ the King. I, I could imagine around that time you had every – school on your back what was the major key or major role decision that that played and you decided to go to to uh to christ the king high school i'm gonna say the history behind it um you know it's one of the most story programs in the yeah. city yep and i wanted to be a part of that i knew if i went there and competed and sh- showed what i could do um sky was gonna be a limit for me i was gonna get the the notoriety i deserved and i was gonna get seen Speedy, Kenny Anderson, 
Um, Paul Smith, all those guys, the Tunis, they, they, they attended Malloy. Did, did you did you have your, I mean, was it Christ the King all the way, or did, did was there other little schools that you thought about maybe pursuing as well, too, outside of people? No, nah, there was, there was definitely other schools I thought about. Um, definitely thought about Malloy because of Kenny Anderson. Right. I uh, thought about McClancy because it was close to where I grew up. But right. Christ the King was my dream school. Like, that's, that's where I mm -hmm. wanted to go. So right. when, I got the, when I got the opportunity to go there, I, I took it. So you had a you play super well at Christ the King, started a career there, um, and um, you wind up staying home, which which a lot of I mean, we gonna get into that later about kids, you know, staying home locally. Uh, but what which what made you choose uh, Hopper, um and then go play for a legendary coach Jay Wright, who um, who actually for me I feel like you got you guys started the pipeline. To that, to that, to that traditional school at Hofstra, man. Like, what, yeah. what, what was, what were some of the things that made you uh, want to stay home and, and play at Hofstra? Well, I, I, I kind of wanted to be the man on the team, quite honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, real, real talk. Like, I didn't want to go somewhere and be third, fourth fiddle, like I was pretty much in my in my young career. Like when I was on, was that when I was at Christ the King? Like I was on the team with Lamar Odom, Eric Barkley. So I was third, even Ira Miller was ahead of me. So I was like third, fourth fiddle on that team. And even when I played AU, Lamar was still on my team. Ira was still on my team. <laughs> Lamar was still right. on my team. So I never really got, I, I, I didn't feel like I really, I never really fully got to show what I could do. Right. So I was like, you know what? Forget right. this high major life. Like I want to go somewhere and be the man. Mm. Go somewhere where it's going to be about me. That's a fact. And that's why, that's ultimately, that's why I chose Hofstra. And then, you know, not to mention that, Jay Wright, who was the coach at the time, was he 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 recruited me at a high level. Like everywhere I turned around, he was at my game. And right. he was an amazing coach. He had mm -hmm. a great coaching staff, and they really made me feel like it was home. It was like one big happy family. So I got a two part question for you. Were there was there any other colleges? I know you want to be the man, and you was the man. Were there any <laughs> other colleges that you was interested in, or you kind of would have decided otherwise if Hasha wasn't your final choice? If I didn't go to Hofstra, I probably would have went to St. John's. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely would have stayed local. So St. John's would have been my, my second choice. But I had St. John's Army, Georgia Tech, Seton Hall. Yeah. But I don't know, man. It was just something about Hofstra that, <clears throat> that something in my gut told me to, to stay with my decision right. and go there. Right. So I guess, it's, well, my second part to that is, I would assume Jay Wright had a lot to do with that. What was it playing for Jay Wright in the early stages that what people don't see now, yeah. you know, what people see now is not what they've seen back in the trenches. Can you compare, you know, can you give us a little story about your experience being coached by him and, you know, what you see him before until now? Yeah, I mean, if you play for Jay Wright at Hofstra, <laughs> <laughs> he was a different coach. Like the way you guys see him, you know, GQJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he seemed like he's the coolest person, which he is off the court. But I tell you what, like when he first started coaching, like he was a maniac. Yo, like, I he heard he was like, like, I heard he was no shade. I heard he was like Bobby Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I used to say he was Jekyll High. Like it was, yeah. it was, it was like two different people. Like off the court, Jay Wright, and on the court, Jay Wright was crazy. I remember. After the first practice, I went back to my room and I was sitting there, I was sitting down talking to my roommate, and I we just looked at shows like, yo, who was that? 
Like that is not that was not the guy that recruited us. Right. You know, we thought we was coming to play for some young, you know, up and coming, mad cool players coach. But nah, it wasn't nothing like that. Mm. But uh now I hear wow. that he, he's way more tame. Like his players now, <laughs> they say he's not like that anymore. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. You guys, you guys got the nice day right because he was right. not like that. So was it? Would uh, I mean again? I wasn't there living it, but I know I seen it from afar. Was when he was at Hofstra and you was there? Was that considered his first NBA pros that he kind of coached under his 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 tutelage? I know after that he had a bunch of NBA players, but yeah, I was I was first? I was the first for him. Yeah, um, yeah. So, and that's why we will always be connected. Yeah. Um, whenever they talk about Jay Wright, they're always going to talk about me as well because I was kind of the the first guard that got it all started for him. And now, I mean, that's guard you over there. <laughs> that's for sure. Guard you. That's guard you. Guard <laughs> you. Go ahead. Um, so nah, I, you. I mean, go ahead, Vigi. Um, so, so talk a little bit, um, Coach Clive and Speedy, about um, – Playing, playing again, playing for Hofstra. You guys won the American East uh, tournament there. Um, you had a bunch of accolades. I also went to the NCAA tournament, which I, I think was, the, was that the first person in history that they ever went to the NCAA tournament? Uh, or second, second. Second, second. Yep, second. So talk, talk a little bit about that experience and that run that you guys had. And again, you, you talked about being third and fourth kind of string. Not string, but option when you played at Christ the King. And, and you talk about having the green light now and kind of like what what did jay wright do to instill you to just make you that to, to kind of like shoot out the the shotgun the way you did at, at hofstra well I had, I had a great experience at hofstra you know it was it was cool for me because the way we got to the tournament you know we yeah we were, we were at a mid-major conference so not every team Gets to go. Yeah, maybe yeah. one or two. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's one, one, one from every one from our league is going. Yeah. We have to we have to win our conference tournament in order to make it to the NCAA tournament. And you know, getting closer each year, it really, um, it it really, I don't know. It's, it's just really made us appreciate the grind. Um, and then you know to to go out like that my senior year and finally get there. Yeah. I mean, it was a an amazing experience. Like I wouldn't have had it any other way. Right. That's gonna be a lifelong thing that I get to share with those teammates forever. Where for sure. We'll forever be connected. And you know, Coach Wright just he he really instilled in me, you know, how to play the game. Like play mm -hmm. with passion, play every possession like it's the last. And he just told me how to how to play hard and compete. Right. So anybody listening right now to the Commission Corner podcast, any questions you have for Speedy, please drop it into our chat. Uh, anybody watching, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, Speedy, looking back at the year 2000, first round NCAA tournament matchup against Oklahoma State, uh, was there anything about that game that you can change as a player or maybe as a coach now? I'm not saying to speak on behalf of Jay. I'm just saying... Looking back at it now, we're more experienced. Looking back at it, looking back at it, how things un unfolded, would there be anything that be a little bit different? Yeah, <laughs> I wish I, I wish I, I wish I didn't get hurt in the first couple of minutes of the game. You did, yeah, I remember that. Um, not a lot of people know, but within like the first mm -hmm. ten minutes of the game, I dislocated my pinky, so I went out for quite a bit of time, and they was able mm -hmm. to run. They was able to run up the score, and by the time mm -hmm. I got back and got in the game, we was pretty much down. You know. 
16 to 20 points. And since once I returned, we played them evenly yeah. until the end. So I wish that I didn't get hurt in the beginning to see what would have happened for mm. real, for real. Mm-mm. If we would have had the chance to knock them off, yeah. And I think they had that year Desmond Mason, right? Yeah, yep. my God, Desmond Mason. Yeah, Desmond yeah. Mason. I know he, he played, was. Uh, he played with me when we was in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. and yep. we actually we actually watched that game That's as right. a team together. <laughs> That's right. And I know there was a reunion you guys had, and um, I think it was Charlotte, right, Speedy? Was it Charlotte or? No, nah, we was in we was in Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City, sorry, Oklahoma yeah. City. You guys, Oklahoma City. You guys, yeah, you guys reminisced on that game. So, yeah. how was it? How was it playing against Desmond and, and knowing that he was, you know, an NBA draft pick? I mean, how was it playing against that competition? I mean, no, it was short. It was it was it was cool. It was cool because I got to kind of measure myself up against somebody Gross, yeah. at, that, at that same level. Whereas, you know, going out going throughout my season and playing against the competition I was playing against, I didn't really see I didn't really see NBA guards. Oh, uh, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it was right. it was cool to play against them so I could see where I was at. And at the at the at the time you at, at your peak time in those four years, Speedy, was the conference in your opinion competitive or was it peaking competitiveness? Or do you feel that you was in a conference that you had enough competitiveness to get you to the next level in, in playing that conference? Um it was competitive. I mean, we it was definitely some good players in that in yeah. that league. Um, so it definitely prepared me to play at the next level. And then, you know, once we had a, we 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 played a great non conference. Yeah, yeah. So we would, yeah. So we would play. We would play St. John's yeah. and some high major programs. So I got to test myself against those schools as well. And yeah. nothing changed. I would still get my twenty to thirty it's points. Ten. So. No, I was like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm like that. <laughs> That's fact. I don't want to, I don't want to curse, but I'm talking. Your shit. <laughs> All right, get it, Nah, so, so speedy in 2000, um, you get drafted 20th overall by Philly, um, playing for coach, you know, legendary Larry Brown, playing with two Hall of Famous, Al Iverson and Matumbo. Mm-hmm. Talk, talk to us a little bit about being from not only, you know, your experience with that. And just being from New York and getting drafted, um, you know, making such a making such a mark um, in yeah. basketball. Talk, talk to us a little bit about that, and then the, the last part of the question, which I was upset about, you know, being a fan about you getting hurt and not being yeah. able to play that year. So give, give us a little bit of a spiel of that that whole every the whole shenanigans. It was, a, it was it was a crazy experience, just and oh man, you know. Like, like getting drafted was an unreal feeling. Like right. you, you grow up playing basketball and, you know, watching the NBA draft and watching the NBA and then to actually go through the process, going to the pre pre draft camps mm-hmm. and then the individual team workouts and then to, to hear your name get called on draft night. It's tough. It's retarded. It was, it's surreal. Yeah. It's crazy. It was unreal. Like it was crazy. Like and you then, can put in all that work, Speedy. You can put in all that work, and it still becomes surreal when your name is called, right? You can go in the grind, yeah. lab every day, ten up, ten down, and still huh. be like, "Damn, my name is called." But I tell you what, once my name was called, it was like a huge weight was lifted off my shoulders. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. like, "Whoo, wow!" Like mm. I got drafted. I'm about to play in the NBA. Like, holy <laughs> crap! This is crazy. <laughs> like, this is insane. And yeah, then man. to get drafted. By Philly, 
who I was definitely a fan of because, you know, I was, I was a fan of AI. So I, right. I watched them play a bunch. So it's not only get drafted, but then I'm about to play, I'm about to be teammates with, like, my idol. Like, this is insane to me. Mm, crazy. So, you know. Crazy. And that's the year they went to the finals, right? That's yeah, crazy. we went to the finals really? my first year. Crazy. That, that, that's, that was crazy. That was crazy thing. So <laughs> not only did I get drafted and play, like, get drafted to play in the NBA, but then I got to go to the finals and see it firsthand <laughs> right off the bat. Like, so, was like wow, this so is I'm crazy. Curious. I got to see everything my first year. So I'm curious. I know they always say about a regular NBA game versus the playoffs or the, the finals. Oh, it's right? a difference. It's different. You yeah. tell us that. You tell us that difference. Oh yeah, the intensity. The intensity level is goes up a couple notches. Mm. Like that's that's when you see who's real. If right. you if you go in the playoffs, that's when you're real. I tell you that because that's when guys and teams really focus in on trying to like you know have a real scheme and game plan right trying to stop you correct and it's seven games so you got seven times you gotta beat a team four times yeah like a team yeah. really locks in on your tendencies and yeah they really look to try to stop you mm -hmm. so i want to i want to i know we went to the nba and we're going to stay there i have to go back because i'm so amazed at your accolades so i just want to say that we're slowly approaching your, your anniversary of the number 10 being retired at Hofstra <laughs> on January 31st. Big time. Right around the corner. Oh, wow. Um, I know you say surrealness, um, but what is that feeling about having your jersey up in the rafters when you made the decision to be the man and now you're the man? It's everything. I mean, that's that's what I set out to do, and right. I did it. Um, so that was that was a, a, a plan of mine going into it, and – you know, sometimes things don't things don't go through the way you want it to, but for me it did. And mm -hmm. for me to be able yep. to to be at work and walk around Hofstra and see my picture up damn near everywhere. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. I'm not, I'm not I'm not just talking about like in the in the athletic facilities. Like oh, I can yeah. be on the normal part of campus and see a random picture of me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean that's my second home. I love it. And that's why I, I, I made a great decision, man. You know, mm -hmm. you got to when – you, when you're talking about playing college basketball, you yeah. want to go somewhere and and leave a legacy. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like, just mm -hmm. don't go somewhere and be another player through the program. Like, like go be a legend somewhere, man. Mm. Mm. We got to – listen, um, Randy, the editor, we got to take that clip right there. We got to make that happen. That's a dope, dope thing. So in on 09, you get inducted to the to the Hall of Fame. Then two years later, you get uh your jersey is inducted to the Hofstra basketball oh, fame. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't listen, I'm five, six on a good day. I don't know what it is to be in your shoes, be a legend, right? Just talk to me about that that two years after that, that your your jersey gets retired and now you're in the Hall of Fame. I know you felt cemented, but was there any other out of body experience that you that you had when you now a Hall of Famer in your own? I school? mean, it just it, it makes you really feel appreciated and loved. Um, not too many people can say they're in the Hall of Fame for wherever they're at. And Correct. I, I always say I'm in, I made the Hofstra Hall of Fame. Um, that's a special moment that I, I will always remember in my lifetime. Um, I could tell my kids, "Yo, look, Daddy's in the Hall of Fame." Right. Yep. That's and right. every other kid that comes through the Hofstra doors, you can tell. 
yeah. Jersey. Don't, don't curse me out. Don't say I don't know shit. I'm I'm over here. I know my this game. Is, my name here. is always gonna be synonymous with Hofstra. Like you talk about Hofstra, you're gonna talk about Speedy Claxton. Hello. Gabby. So um just uh fast forward a little bit too. Um so you get traded to uh San Antonio where, where you go play for another like I I, I mean the storyline for me with without selling Joe is you've been so blessed to play for so many great coaches. Um so you, you go to San Antonio where you play for Greg Popovich, um and, and play alongside Tim Parker, Tim Duncan, Ginobili, all those guys. How, how did it feel to be traded um to go there? And then to be a part of that great run that you guys had. Talk, talk to us a little bit about that. Well, San Antonio is a great organization. Mm -hmm. um, I did not know what to expect going into the situation. You know, mm -hmm. getting traded for the first time is not easy at all. We talk about that, yes. Like, it's not. It's like you really got to find yourself again. And it, it, it almost feels like the team does, the team lost confidence in you. Right. And they don't want you. They don't think you're good enough. So you guys just you gotta just forget about that and really think that it's a business. Yeah. And just, yeah, like I remember, like I got traded on draft night, and the draft was in New York. So you know, I'm, I'm you know I'm an NBA player. So I'm like you know I'm about to go to the draft parties in the city. Right. I'm 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 driving. I'm on the LIE going on my way to the city. Next, <laughs> you know, my homeboy called me. He's like, yo, son, you just got traded. I was like, what? He's like, nah. I said, yo, if I got traded, my agent would have called me and told right. me. Wow. As as I was saying that, my phone beeped. I looked at the phone. It was my agent. I was like, oh. oh. I was like, yo, I'll call you back, man. Unbelievable. So I clicked over. It was my agent. He's like, yo, Speedy, you got you got traded in San Antonio. I'm like, to where? Text San Antonio, Texas. <laughs> right. Like, what the hell am I gonna do in San Antonio, Texas? Like, you know, I'm an East Coast kid. Like, I yeah. never lived anywhere else but New York. Not like, New York. And Phil, I mean, you know, Philly, but I'm like this. Damn, like this is all right. This is a serious move now. Right. I'm like, all right, okay. I'm like, cool. I'm like, whatever. So you mm -hmm. know, I at that point I was bummed. I I didn't want to go out anymore. So I turned around, went back home. My boys was mad because you know they was they was ready to, <laughs> ready to parties, up. but I just wasn't in a party to move. But then once I got to San Antonio, man, it was an amazing, amazing experience. Mm -hmm. Like first class organization all the way. I mean, from day one, when I got there, we played pickup as a team. Most okay. of the guys were in town. Um, and then after we finished, Tim Duncan came to me. He was like, yo, Speedy, um, what you about to do now? I was like, nothing really. Just go back to the, to the house and chill. He was like, well, a group of us, a bunch of us is going to go play paintball. Why don't you come? So I was like, paintball. I was like, I never play no paintball, but you know, I new team, you know, I got bond with my teammates. So I took him up on his offer, went out there. Little dude, little did I know that these dudes play play. Like they, they play, play, for they play for real. Like I'm talking about they on the field with walkie talkies oh. and like machine gun paintball guns. Whereas I got the little little Then she was Call of Duty? Yeah. She was Call of Duty? She was Call of Duty? They it sounded like they got a machine gun on the other end. I'm like, holy crap, what did I sign up? I'm like, yo, this is crazy. And then it's like, yo, hold up. We it's 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 an open field. You know, they got like little barriers that you can hide behind. Tim Duncan is seven foot. Where is he hiding? <laughs> Where is he hiding? 
I never saw. I never saw him though. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Oh, he's getting low. This is crazy. Like they, no, they play play. Like it's it was That's wild. It was, it was a dope experience, man. I, you know what? We did a bunch of stuff off the court. Um, yeah. where I think it helped us with our team on the court. Yeah. So we would go play paintball. We would go to the bowling alley a lot. Me and Malik Rose, Steve Jackson, Tony. Um, then we'll have movie night. Yeah. You know, where we if it was a, a new movie that was coming out that we all wanted to see, we will shut down the movie theater and take our wives and girlfriends and family right. members. Um, so like the, the team chemistry was crazy. I think that's why we won the championship that year, honestly. Mm. I have a question from a fan. Uh, so I'm going to take it back to Philly a little bit. Cause when you said Iverson, shit got crazy. So they want to ask, say, Speedy, how was it playing with AI? And um, when it came to basketball, is there anything that you could say about his about him or his game that nobody knows about? Mm. Well, I, I mean, it was amazing playing playing with AI. You know what I'm saying? He, he really taught me a lot. Um about the NBA, the lifestyle, and, you know, just how to compete and a, a, approach the game. Um, but he, he he's what you saw. I mean, that little dude is tough. I mean, he didn't practice much. And he wasn't six feet, right, Speedy? He nah, wasn't he, six feet. He was six, he was six feet? feet? On the dot. Okay, okay. He was, okay. He, like, he was tough, man. <laughs> to be his size and to, to be able to do what he did. Right. Unbelievable. I mean, I got, I got an up-close – personal seat my first year because I tore my ACL so I didn't get to play and I got to see probably his best year of his career. Right. Like it was he's a stand up dude. I mean he's a he was a great teammate. Uh the media I think put, portrays him wrong. Right. Um because he's he, he's a great guy. Um he just didn't like to talk to the media. If he don't if he don't know you, he just don't rock with you. Right. So um, I want to stay with the San Antonio kind of we are on time. Uh, playing for Pop and playing for the organization, I know you have so many accolades to say about them. Uh, what was what was your true experience work, uh, playing and working with Popovich in your tenure there? And it how was, was it? it? It was dope. Um, Pop, he's, he's a straight shooter. <laughs> like, he's going to tell you what it is, and that's what it is. Uh, He's gonna he's gonna let you know your role, and then it's up to you to to perfect your role. Mm-hmm. First, you gotta accept your role, then yeah. you gotta perfect your role. And mm-hmm. I think that's why they're I think that's why they're a winning franchise every year because everybody who goes there knows what's expected from them, and if they do their part, you're going to be successful. Right. They're gonna bring in the right kind of players. Um, and I mean, Pop is dope. So we have um, a few more minutes left to, to spend with Speedy. I know we got a couple more questions to get at him before he goes. Just one of the people that just got on to our podcast, if you li- just tuned in, we're live with Speedy Claxton. Uh, please leave any notes or any questions for him before he goes. Put in the chat, and we'll get to it as soon as we can. Um, BJ, I know you want to follow that, uh, up that question. Sorry. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's so much you've done in the NBA, Speedy, uh, which we, we don't want to cut short, but we want to, you know, honor you on that. Uh, playing for the Warriors, playing for the Hawks. Uh, but I, I want to get into a little bit of, of, of what steered you onto coaching. Um, mm-hmm. You know, being a point guard, being a leader, um, ha- having, you know, run a show all your life. 
Um, just talk to us a little bit about the transition into you getting into coaching and then going back to coach for your alma mater. Um, give, give us a little bit of insight of, of, of the next It all started during my last year when I was with Golden State. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't really playing much. Um, my knee was kind of done. But Don Nelson, who was the coach at the time, he saw how I kind of um, related to the players. and I, I was kind of like a coach on the floor. And he came to me. He was like, yo, Speedy, you ever thought about coaching? And at that point, I, I didn't. I was like, nah, not really. He said, yo, you should think about it. Like, he said, I think you'll be a really good coach. But right. then once Coach Mahalik got the the head job at Hofstra, I was like, you know what? Let me go. Let me go back and learn this 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 coaching profession. So mm-hmm. I asked Coach Mahalik to be on his coaching staff, and of course he accepted me with open arms. Mm-hmm. He taught me how to be a head coach. Well, he taught me how to be a coach in general. And um, at that point, now I now I really like to to help these kids reach their dreams like I did. That's like, like, yeah. like that's my goal in life now is to, to have these kids reach their goal. Um, a couple years back, we had a kid by the name of Justin Wright Foreman who got drafted by Utah Jazz in the second round. And to, to be able to work with him and get him better each and every year yeah. and to see his dream come true his senior year was, it was almost like me getting drafted Again, quite honestly, like I shed a tear, like I was, I was getting drafted. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what it's all about, helping these kids, man. Now, big shot to Just, man. We, we were trying to get him more. Um, he's out there in the bubble. Um, that's, that's a good friend of mine, man. Who I, I, I again watched him grow up as well. So, um, I, it's just an honor to see that you you recruit uh, heavy locally in New York and in the Tri-State area, man. I, I really love that you do that. Okay, Joe. Yeah, I can't let you go without asking this question. So I know you have a lot of, um, you, you know, you, have, you shared a lot of sentiments towards what you have, you've accomplished in your in your career. In 03, you won the NBA championship with the Spurs. Yep. Uh, you know, you played a pivotal role as a backup to, to Tony Parker and had a high power bench. Uh, give us your thoughts about that whole entire experience. You mentioned about getting drafted, playing the regular season, playing the playoffs, finals, all different. But now you're winning NBA championship. Uh, how did that cap? How did that cap off your 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 home, your experience? That was, it, it was everything. It it really was, and like it, and you put a chip to New York City. It's a, it's a shame. It's a shame that everybody don't get to experience that who plays in the NBA because that's right. what it's all about. Like being on that stage, growing up watching it, and to to experience it. Like that's what you play for. Like it's 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 nothing. Nothing. It's nothing like it. Right. Like, and then to not not to to only to not just to be on the team, but to to be on the court and be a pivotal reason of why we won the championship yeah. was even crazier. Like, I still yeah. watch. I still watch. I still rewatch the game now and still get goosebumps. Like, oh my god, I can't. I can't believe I was on this stage. Big shot. You get a lot of big shots, man. Big yeah, shots. big shots. Big shots. And uh, I meant to tell you. I saw we, we we know you're coaching at Hofstra. Um, where do you foresee your career going? Uh, do you want to be a head coach, and do you want to, you know, move on from Hofstra? Like, what is your ultimate goal? I mean, I don't want to yeah, push you away from the show, but I, I, absolutely, I absolutely want to be a head coach. Um, good, deserve it. Hell yeah. You no, know, you know, hopefully one day <laughs> soon, uh, I get that I get that nod, and 
you know, the Claxton era will start. Fine. Gotcha. So this is the portion that, of the show. Uh, we don't want to let you go, but this is a portion where we put you in the corner. We ask you a lot of rapid fire questions to get to get to know you and his fans get to know you a little better. All right. So we're going to ask you random questions and top your head is answer what you want to answer. All right. So my first rapid fire question to you is Speedy Claxton. Best hip hop rap R&B album for you all time. Uh, I would probably <laughs> say Nas. It I knew really it. Please keep it clean. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be Nas at 50. <laughs> Which one though? Uh, Nas first album? Illmatic? Big Nas fan. Illmatic or all, all nah, of the albums? It was written. Oh, tough. Get B. Speedy, man. I, I have to ask you this question, man. Being a point guard, who, who's your top five all time point guard history? Top, top five. New York City. Hmm. I'm going to say Isaiah <laughs> Thomas. Magic mm. Johnson, CP, mm. Steph, and AI. That's tough. And what about New York City? New York City? I would say Kenny. You were my top five. Huh? I said, because you were my top five in New York City. <laughs> and I said, uh, if, if I'm, I'm going to leave myself out. So I'm going to put Steph Marbury, mm -hmm. Kenny Anderson. Tough. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put Campbell up there. Tough. Kemba, mm -hmm. uh, Mark see. Jackson, Mark, yeah, of course, Mark and probably Rod. Rod Strickland, I know you're gonna say Rod. That's tough. All right, toughest person you had to guard, toughest person that played defense on you hard. Who got the best of you if they did? Well, nobody got the best of me. But there you go. <laughs> I'm going there you to go. say. My first, actually, my first year, man, Muggsy Bogues. Like, <laughs> you know, everybody says, seriously, you know, being a small guard, obviously, I don't play against too, too many people that's smaller than me. But then once I play against Muggsy, I realized how much of a nuisance it is to play against somebody smaller than you. Like, they, yeah. they, he was always getting up in there, like, this god damn, like, sheesh. So it was <laughs> always, it was tough to play against him. It was tough to play against Earl Boykins. Nice. Best sneaker for you all time on and off the court? On the court, I'm going to say, it's funny because I was just talking about this yesterday. I was going to say that it max up tempos. Like, mm. those are my joints, man. Love those sneakers. And then off the and, court, mm -hmm. got to go classic. Air Force One, all whites. All white Okay. Um, who, who who would you put in the Mount Rushmore on the, the Hostra? Um, mm. uh, who would you put up there? I mean, for me, I, I got you. No, 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 say, let him say it. I know you, you go first. If I feel like you go first, alongside yes. myself would be, I'll yes, put sir. Justin Rice Foreman up there. I got Justin I'll up there. Put, I'll put Charles Jenkins up there. I'm Charles. And then my man, Storm and Norman Richardson. Yes, sir. There you go. How about Rick Abadaka? That's my guy, too, from Jersey. He, he, he's close. He's up there. But he's, yeah. I got to go, go with four. That's the four uh, I'll be. Got mm. you. Favorite, M, favorite NBA city to play or visit pre-COVID? Before this other nonsense. Than, other, other than New York? If you had to say New York, we'll go with New York. <laughs> nah, it's, it's New York, though. New, it's, it's New York. New York yeah. is the best NBA city. Then L L L.A. Then okay. Toronto. 
I never been to Toronto. I never been to Toronto. That's that's my next Toronto's destination. Nice. Oh. See, don't sleep on the T dot. <laughs> uh, I got a few more BLS. You wanna? Ch- I got I got a couple. Um, yeah. my, my my I got two more. But, uh, what's your favorite movie of all time? Hmm. Friday. First one. You gotta go Friday. Classic. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Alright, I put you. I got you, Speed. I got what. Start, bench, and cut. Okay. Charles Jenkins, Speedy Claxton, Justin Wright Foreman. Oh, that's tough. Oh, wow. That's, you going to do me like that? Come on, coach. Well, start, bench. I'm definitely starting. You know, he's starting. <laughs> I'm definitely starting. And... I'm, you know, I might need some scoring off the bench, so I'm gonna put Justin on the bench, and I'm gonna cut Charles. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Um, I got one, Joe. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. What, what is, you know, we 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 big streetball guys. Obviously, we have our, our tournament, um, so we got we we cannot not ask you a streetball question. Uh, what what is your favorite streetball tournament to go watch, and, and who's your favorite streetball player of all time? Mm. I actually, I'm not, I'm actually not allowed to go watch them now. Right, right, so right, right. It's kind of, it, it's kind of sucks. So I wish I could because I, I miss going to the park and just watching those, those tournaments, man. Those, that's yeah. like the greatest thing to do in the summertime. Like it's, it's a dope atmosphere, and yeah. the way they're doing it up now, it's even better than it was right. when I, back when I was playing. Mm-hmm. Dope, dope. What, what about street? Who, who, who? I mean, I, you know, big shout out to Skip to my Louis for Austin. Who who were some of the some of the streetball players or legends that you that you looked up to or or that Honestly, you? Honestly, I'm gonna say Booger Smith. Mm. Like Boogs was tough, man. Mm. He that, his handle was sick. I remember mm. going. I remember going watch watch him at Lincoln Park. Like, and yeah. I was just in amazement how he handled the basketball. Yeah, Joe. Last I mean, one. I got my last one. So, and it's actually from, uh, from a fan. They want to know um, differences or similarity be- uh, similarities between Larry Brown or Popovich. Can you share those? Similarities between Pop and LB. Or differences. If, if uh, well, I would say some similarities. Um, they're both great X and O's, and right. they both really, really um, love you as a person. Like. Mm. They're 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 a dope coach. Um, you can, they genuinely care about you, and you you can feel that. That's amazing. Hey, listen, man, I could be on for hours with you, man, and you know I want to let you know this that this podcast has allowed us to kind of meet people like yourself. And again, we know each other off off the court anyway, but just to have you know the time with you and and share your story and share your knowledge and share your experience in, in this game that we love so much. We thank you for sharing that time with us, but also paving the way for us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We in street ball because we love to see players like you come out park and really do what they do on TV and in their own hood. So I appreciate you, man. And um, I thank you for laying down the blueprint, not only at Hofstra, but for New York City and, and for point guard. So no um, doubt, anything, that, anything that you're a part of, we support. We won't call away. And we want to thank you so much for being part of our show tonight, Speedy. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. And thanks for having me, man. Good luck to you guys. Uh, no problem, man. God bless you, man. Have a wonderful, wonderful night, right? Appreciate you. All right. Love. Love, baby. All right, B. So, um, Speedy, episode 10. Do you think we'll ever get to this point right now? 
Oh man, it's it's amazing, man. It's, it's again, it's humbling, but it's a uh, a stigma to I, I believe who we are. And, yeah, you know, we 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 are the people for the people. You know what I mean? And um, exactly. as, as, as long as we can inspire, <laughs> or like I say, aspire to inspire, I think we're doing our jobs. And um, I mean, last right. week Happy Pondexter, now you got Speedy Claxter. I mean, we we're bringing right. we're bringing champions on here, right? And, um, and I think the blueprint that you can follow is that you know it takes hard work and it takes a plan and then you have to execute the plan so i think all, all of the champions all of the successful people that we had on here they, yeah. all, they all kind of have a similar story and um i think for 2021 you know 2020 was a tough year but for 2021 man people got to just execute more and yeah. um and accomplish the things they want because it's right there you know these, these are people that are from where we're from Right. I just want to tell the people that's watching that we we decided to do this show because we wanted to get um, stories right. and memories aligned to what yeah. we do through basketball. A lot of you call me, text me about Commissioner Corner. Is it about commissioners in New York City? Is it about right. street basketball? It is about the culture of NYC basketball and the culture so, that basketball has a landscape of everybody that we either impacted or we able to have shared time with on our courts. Right. So... We will get to the commissioners. We will get to coaches. We will get to New York City. I promise you that. We're at the core of that. But a lot of these athletes that we're trying to bring to that is to kind of sew in the tie that when it, when you start from AAU, when you start from street basketball, there's a lineage behind. And you're leaving behind right. Burrow. And people always say that our Burrow is, you know, lacking guards and lacking talent. And we have, we have got a lot better in that. And I want to make sure that, you know, a guy like Speedy and you said Kenny and People who lay down the groundwork, like that, we continue doing that, right? Being you do a great job with that, with your with your your pro runs and these kids and what you do for the community. So, mm -hmm. I just want to make sure everybody watching, like, I don't want nobody to get confused. Commissioner Corner is about the voice for the voiceless, and we're gonna That's really fine. share that moment with everybody. And every um, and you're a commissioner too. I, I think everybody is a commissioner in their own life, and right. in their, and in their mm -hmm. own, you know, things that they do daily. You know what I mean? So don't think that just a, you know, just because. We run a tournament and we do things. Everybody commissioner, you know what I'm saying? A commissioner is just somebody who takes control, who um who has a vision and um who who right. that vision forward. So um, right. the commissioner is just a you know that's just the accolade, man, that that we right. have. But like you said, y'all, I think you know it's very important that people understand that you know we want to bring people with different genres of life to to motivate. You know what I mean? Because the ball, the ball is gonna stop bouncing, and you, you have to have. You know something else that you have to do with, your, with yourself outside the basketball. Uh, I agree. There's always a game within the game, and you got to be prepared. So this this was dope, man. Speedy. Hey, man, this is this I is mean, a like, fantastic. Talk about Speedy, like people don't even like you said, man. A lot of times people don't really we don't even give him. I think his flowers as he deserves. Like when you really like think about his career, um, right. you know he's up there. He has to be up there with top five guards in New York because. Of what he've accomplished you know so you know these, these stories man we, we, we're never gonna let them be untold right and and that's pretty much what i want to tell the people and i appreciate who, who's who's tuned in and we do this for the love we do this for the the culture and and the game of basketball that we love and th let's let's keep it frank without these players we wouldn't have a tournament no so for us to kind of pay homage to them 10 years five years 20 years later right. to say thank you that's that's what we're about. That's the commissioner corner. We are about sharing lives and memories with people with people who either paved the, paved the way before us, or for the new generation to be educated on what is the true foundation of street basketball or basketball in New York City. So 
I, I'm, I have a pleasure sharing that with you every single time we on this show. Beautiful, bro. Bro. You brothers, you know that, man. And, you know that? Um, again, again want to just give a big um, big shout out and uh, rest in peace to uh, to JoJo. Um, yes. Again, had a privilege to, to coach him um, at the Whitehead Be Great Training Academy. Um, so I want to give my condolences to Artist Michaels, who who actually brought him to the academy. Um, right. It's a tough day. Yep. Um, and then um, just praying for the family, the commissioner's corners behind you guys. Yep. Um, you know, that death is not easy, but, you know, we, we, we're going to do whatever we can to support you guys. And then every yep. day, and um, we, we're going to keep his name alive because um, he was a kid who, who was passionate about the game and just, you know, take right. it soon. So just, you know, hug your family, man. You know, tell the people you care about, you love them. Um, yep. We don't we don't know how, how short life is. And um, for sure. we just want to appreciate people. And like we doing the commission's calling to get flowers while while we can smell them. So, you know, rest in peace to JoJo, um, Seiku Smith. And, uh, you know, this, this show is for you guys, dedicated for y'all. Yeah. yeah, so just my, my, my condolences and the behalf of Hoops in the Sun and what we do. Um, I didn't have a chance to meet JoJo. I probably seen him come by the tournament and probably play and, you know, kept it moving. Right. Um, I didn't have the luxury to meet that young man. I probably did in crossing, but I want to send his family our condolences and I... And I want to send him a dove upstairs to wish him, yep. you know, sleep in peace because, um, the you know, this is a tough time, man. And this is how we started our our, our podcast to, yep. to shed light on, on, on darkness. And we have a lot of darkness and we got more work to do. So uh, just want to give it also uh, rest in peace and sleep in peace to Sekou Smith. Yep. I've been a fan of him and, and, and provided me so much knowledge on NBA and how to do this podcast stuff and this new, do this uh what we do every day, you know, so I appreciate him and I want to uh, dedicate this show to both of them. And without uh, further ado, I want to also give a shout out to Red Bull for supporting the podcast and uh, shout out to Red Bull. So on that note, please, if you have not already, go to our YouTube channel, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music. You can find the Cruise Control Podcast Network. It is a free podcast. Just free all podcast. you got to do is just, just press like. And you'll get all this information from us. We want to support. We want people to support us. That's a fact. We're about support. Uh, I love my brother, and uh, he's allowed us to do this podcast on this platform at the highest level. So you're not supporting me. You're supporting my brother and his foundation for us to continue giving these memories and stories to you at the clip that we're giving it to you. So on that note, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Spotify, um, SoundCloud, and Apple Music at the Cruise Control Podcast Network. Yes, sir. On that note, Biju. I love you. I appreciate you, my man. Love this is the wonderful show, man. And um, number 10, and we got more to go, man. So appreciate you, right? Everybody I'll out there. Be, be Kobe, too, man. You know, yes. uh, yesterday yes. was Mama's Day. Um, I got him right Kobe. over here. That's I, see, right I, over here. Hurt me too. I like the thing. That's a hurdy. That's, that's, no, that's, that's the official. That's the official. That's the official. Okay. But um, yeah, big shout out to um, RP, the Kobe. Oh, my God. RP, Kobe, and um, Gigi, and all, all those that lost their lives last year. Um, we just wanna we wanna say rest in peace to them. Um, Mamba yes, man, Mamba lives through us, lives on. Mamba yes, mentality. Um, so definitely wanna be, you know rest in peace to, to Kobe Bryant and his yes, daughter Gigi and everybody who's on the helicopter. And um, you know we just lifting up his wife still. You know it's not easy. You know what I'm saying I, I lost my moms and you know you guys lost your dad. So and, and yep. it, it never it never gets easy. So we be praying for them man and just you know lifting them up. Hey man, I got my official. Kobe Bean jersey. I have my hoodie, my hoodie on today. Tough. So, Kobe, Tough. man, we miss you. Uh, you changed my life in so many ways that you probably I never met you, but you changed my life of basketball. 
you let me see my mentality. You let me see our determination yep. to become great. And a little bit of that rubbed into doing this show. So thank you for your inspiration. Right. Blessings to your family. And we'll, we'll have um, your entire family in our thoughts. So on that note, episode 10 of the Commissioner Corner is a wrap. On behalf of BG and Joe Cruz, we thank you for your support. Please subscribe to the Commissioner Corner Podcast on the Podcast Network. We'll see you next week. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Love.